Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 815, March 22nd, 2022. We reached a high of 71 degrees on this day. Was it 71 or 79? I can't uh, write very well. I think 71. <laughs> was it an 8? No, it was a 1. Okay. 1945. 14 below in 1888. You should see those three eights. <laughs> <laughs> and 14 inches of snow on this day in 1952. And no ice outs that we have to no get to? No ice outs today. Okay, very good. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. The fallout continues about this so-called trans swimmer. Oh, man. Leah Thomas, uh, again, we said yesterday, these college kids really, uh, really have to get become awakened. You know, they've been told during their whole experience at the failed academy that uh, trans uh, situations are absolutely to be accepted and normal. But then they, uh, the female swimmers, uh, they don't know what to think because they're getting beat by this guy. Apparently, he uh, isn't very polite in the locker room either. Is that right? No, he's not, Joe. He uh, doesn't really hide anything from the from his uh, teammates, nope. Nope. As, as such as they are. No, nope. and uh, doesn't that just suggest that he's making a mockery of all of this? Well, the whole thing is a mockery. Rika Gorky, Georgi of Virginia Tech, has spoken out. She's to be congratulated for her courage. She said, "This is ridiculous." Based, well, I put words in her mouth. I don't know if she said this is ridiculous, but she. Uh, she said, this was my last college meet ever, where he won the 500-meet freestyle. And she said, I feel frustrated. I feel like that final spot was taken away from me because of the NCAA's decision to let someone who was not a biological female compete. Uh, goes on to point that out. But uh, Downing. And by the way, you know she was banned from social media for saying that, correct? Well, that's that's why I don't really believe really? much in yes. Twitter. She was, she was, her account was suspended. Well, along those lines... The Babylon Bee is defiantly not taking a tweet down, uh, calling, uh, who is that person? Leah Thomas? No, no, the uh, man of the year, uh, trans. Oh, uh, oh the, uh, uh, the the appointee by the Biden administration? Right, right. And there's a joke, they said man of the year. Right. And and uh, Twitter gets all up in arms. Bleep Twitter. It's a, Joe, I, I, on a personal level, I respect that, but I think... I think you need to pay more attention to it. I, I can't tell you to respect it more, but I, I think you need to acknowledge and kind of look into what's going on on social. Uh, just, I think it's more important than we wish it was. Yes. Well, I'm following Bill Browder, uh, who is the author of The Red Notice, has great experience in how Russia works. Uh, I, I, it's just that I'm not on the thing much. But when uh, I see a tweet by him, I read it because I learn a lot about what's taking place. But I, I think what's happening with social and oh, the erasing tweets and getting rid of people and the whole censor, censor, shit, censorship thing. Careful. Ooh, careful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it's worth talking about and following and and knowing things about because even though you don't like it and 
I certainly don't like it. I, I think we need to be very much aware and concerned with what's going on on social because it, it's it's a Democrat-run platform, and they're using it to put down conservative thinking or basically they're using silencing it, to, it. silencing yeah. anybody who's not left to far left. Mm-hmm. You know, they're even silencing the left if they're not left enough. Um, and I, even though we hate it, I, th- I think we need to pay a little more attention. But to what end? What's in it for uh, Twitter to be leftist? Bias. Well, so oh, it's, it's controlling. Bi- yeah, it's controlling the narrative and the dialogue. Does of, this of come where- from Jack Dorsey, the head of Twitter? Yes. Go ahead, John. But but you you control your own Twitter account. Well, I know. You don't you don't need them to send me. Uh, if somebody's uh, say uh, I want to see a right wing thing and. Uh, Somebody's uh, posting things that I think are the opposite. You control what you see. They but don't. But, uh, John, they they censor conservative views. I, I wouldn't know that from mine, from my Twitter account. I mean, I can go right now on Twitter and run 20 things down from conservatives that aren't censored. I mean, and right wing, very right wing. Well, why would this gal be taken off Twitter for pointing out uh, yeah, the Yeah, I didn't know she was. Yeah. I didn't know she was actually until Chris just said it. Because it, it, it doesn't yeah. fit what they view should be, you know, the you the, know, the, the, tr- the transphobic uh notion of you know what she said isn't isn't fair to the trans community. Yeah, well, love it's not her, fair to women athletes that this correct. guy got to swim exactly. with. Exactly. It's love right. or hate um President Trump, he doesn't have a voice on Twitter and if I'm cor- uh, correct, is it also Facebook? I know, right. And correct. is that? Well, I think Putin does, and so does the Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to this thought by Downing. It's brilliant. He writes, "Let me get this straight. If a male athlete takes pills or shots to increase testosterone levels, becomes more manly, and excels at his sport, we call him a cheater. But if a male athlete takes pills or shots to decrease testosterone levels, becomes less manly, and excels at his sport, we call her an NCAA champion. That's right. Wow. Mm, Either way, aren't performance-enhancing drugs responsible for the athlete's success? Of course. Of course. It's a great point. How how is the NCAA going to square this? I'm not advocating that anyone take anything. But if you're going to kick out a male because you found him to be taking... Uh, enhancement drugs, and you're going, but you're going to embrace the trans person who was also taking drugs. But we all know <laughs> what the, the hell is this? The NCAA <laughs> is one of the most corrupt organizations in our country. The only way that they will change an opinion is if they start to lose sponsors. That's the only way that anything will happen. If I, I don't, I don't mean to name a company, but let's say a Chevrolet or a big, a big time brand says well, none of the sh- none of the companies they're all freight. Well, that's what I'm saying, but that's the only thing that will get the NCAA to change their opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, isn't that something? You, you you just hit a home run. Everybody's afraid of the left. Yeah, what's to be afraid of? Because they're they're afraid of being labeled as such, and thus then losing customers. You, in, in in fact, are walking on thin ice, Such, just for bringing this up and taking the stance you're taking. No, I'm not. What? What? Uh, Whose thin ice am I breaching? The left. Bleep <laughs> them. I don't care. Right. <laughs> and Joe's attitude would make me believe perhaps a little more is being made of this than should be. 
Well, uh, let's let me stay on point. The only thing I'm trying to make a big deal out of is that I think it's corrupt that this male swimmer got to compete with female swimmers. Trans should have their own tournament. Yeah. It's also corrupt that Twitter got rid of her. I just uh, looked it up and yeah, they did. But uh, that's corrupt. Yeah. Yeah. John, why do you think. Because what she stated wasn't, you know. Why do you think that this is being made too big of a deal? Well, by Joe's point, I mean, if he's not worried about the left taking him out, then what are we worried about? Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. So do you. They don't listen to me. But all it takes is one to bring it to light to them and. Then the S storm comes rolling in. I'll welcome it. The did, hell you, with them. did you guys happen to see the viral video of <laughs> a mother of one of the competitors who didn't who didn't medal, but it's a mother of one of the competitors talking face to face with a trans mother of another student, I believe. Well, that's you're sounds, getting too confused. No, no, no. no. Complicated. But just what? but just hear me out here. And the mother saying He's not a female swimmer. You don't know that. And I, I don't think it was his child, but it Whatever. was just, yeah. this is where we're at in 2022. Well, people people, uh, people have some problems. People there, have issues. There we go. There you, Put your, that on a t-shirt. There's how I wrap it up. People have issues. <laughs> and isn't it convenient that it keeps America distracted while Putin rolls yeah. all over yeah. the Ukraine? <laughs> Meanwhile, that's a whole other subject, isn't it? <laughs> well, his vice president's not distracted, Kamala Harris. Oh, well, yeah, we are going to get to that right away. Here. Uh, she was in Louisiana yesterday. Oh, I hope this is the video I saw yesterday. Mm-hmm. It certainly is, Kenny. You're going to need to give me just <laughs> a second. And she was uh, with the governor of Louisiana, and they were discussing the, uh, the absence of rural Internet. And uh, she, as only Kamala can, uh, gave remarks about this that no one has any earthly idea what she was talking about. I'm having a computer issue because, of course, I am right now. Why, are you out in the country or something? Well, uh, what's, the, what's the problem? <laughs> well, I had it here a minute ago, and then someone just... Uh, okay. It, it was noted that she repeated a phrase, almost Dr. Seuss-like, uh, Four times the significance of the passage of time. Well, in a pre, I'm, this is a this is a habit of hers now. Uh, the other day when we played the clip, she used three says in the first sentence. The word say. Yeah. She's a repetitive little devil, isn't she? And uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is a woman that is a heartbeat away from the presidency, and that's just an extraordinary tragedy. I mean, we got enough problems uh, without her taking over. But maybe we'll do this later if you're having computer problems. That's okay. I think I, I think I can get it up here. Hey now, uh, in just a minute. So it's loading. So as if we you speak. take drugs to hit more home runs, you're a cheater. Right. But if you take drugs to hit to play softball with the gals, you could become a champion. You know, I did when I was playing slow that pitch softball sense. back in my day. Coors yeah. Light was my performance enhancing well, drug. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to go with the vice president. Here's the vice president in Louisiana. You tell me what the hell she's talking about. The governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. 
So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. What the hell is she talking about? What was that? If it's okay... Uh, I think I motioned to make the baby Leland laugh at the end of everything Kamala Harris ever says going forward. <laughs> if you saw the video, she is just, again, so condescending. And, and she's nodding her head like, get it? And so talking with her hands. You know, this, right? The passage of time, right? You, you all know what I mean, don't you? Now, I don't know what you mean, you moron. Powerful. It's very powerful. <laughs> God, she's something else. She is the gift that keeps on giving. Well, did you think about the passage of time? She was at the Armand J. Brinkhouse Community Library in Sunset, Louisiana. And she was with Democratic Governor John Bell Edwards. And I think we're going to play it again now that I'm setting it up a little better for you. Uh, she believes that apparently what, how you're supposed to interpret these remarks is that the more time passes without providing uh, everyone with internet access, it's it's killing, according to her, killing lower and middle class and our children. What does this even mean, one Twitter user said. <laughs> so there, here's where she is and here's what she's up to. The governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time. Yep. Right? The significance right? of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time uh -huh. when we think about a day in the life of our children. <laughs> Unbelievable. It really is the gift that keeps on giving. I don't know why it. you don't get it, Joe. Yeah. You understand. Right. Passage of time, yeah. Uh, One heartbeat. But, you know, this is dreadful. Steve letting. Uh, By the way, me. really quick, thank you to the 10,000 GLers that uh, sent us this video over the last 24 hours. <laughs> we have a lot of people who think I must not read the paper. No, 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 no. But they just want to make sure that we see the video because we do miss stuff from it's time the first to time. thing I watched this morning. I saw it yesterday. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you want to fight inflation? Uh, there's a piece on Bloomberg uh, that suggests that uh, they're offering tips for working Americans who are struggling with inflation. And among them is, is the suggestion that people allow their pets to die rather than paying for expensive medical treatments. Just let, let Fido go. Well, isn't that the farm rule? Among it, well, yeah, but these aren't, these are, you know, this is not the farm we're talking about. <laughs> Among other advice, including eating lentils and beans instead of meat, Bloomberg News suggests Ooh. letting sick pets pass on. If you're one of the many Americans who became a new pet owner during the pandemic, you might want to rethink those costly pet medical needs. It may sound harsh. I think it does a bit. But researchers <laughs> actually don't recommend pet chemotherapy, which can cost up to ten grand for ethical reasons. Well, I, they probably won't get an argument out of me. I haven't had a dog yet that I'm willing to spend ten grand on. No. Yeah. Other tips include to deal with gas prices. It's worth reconsidering public transportation if it's an option where you live. Is it an option where you live, Chris? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, 
Fares are up about 8% compared to 38% for gasoline. Unless I hitchhike with a semi-driver, yeah. I, I don't think I could do mass Now transit. may even be the time to sell your car. It certainly isn't the time to buy a car or a used one. Prices have stabilized a bit, but used car prices are still up more than 40% from a year ago, and new ones are up 12%. When it comes to food, don't be afraid to explore. Prices for animal-based food products will certainly increase. Ukraine and Russia supply a significant amount of corn and barley to the world market, mainly to feed livestock for human food. Meat prices have increased about 14% from February of last year and will go, down, will go up even more. Though your palate may not be used to it, tasty meat substitutes include vegetables, which, <laughs> right, where prices are up a little over 4%, or lentils and beans were, at, were at up 9%. Plan to cut out the middle creature and consume plants directly. It's more efficient, healthier, and cheaper way to get calories. Okay. So that's, uh, in other words, just let the mutt go and then sit down to your dish of lentils. You know, what these idiots don't realize is people are still going to buy most of the things that they would normally buy. The problem is the vast majority of the country is going to cut out what they would spend with disposable income. Mm-hmm. You know, people aren't going to go to the Twins game. People aren't going to go to the theme park or whatever. That's what's going to suffer, too. Grow a garden. Yeah. Ride your bike to work. I haven't eaten store... Eaten? Is that a word? Et. Right. Et. I haven't eaten store-bought pickles <laughs> since last August. <laughs> it's, it's not occurred to me to grow pickles. Well, you grow the cucumbers. Well, cucumbers. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. And they <laughs> are unbelievable. They're huh? unbelievable. Yeah. Well, you got to put them in brine or I something? Got our quote for I don't the know. Day. The roommate handles all that. I don't know what Well, is. how do you turn a cucumber into a pickle? Just, oh, my God. Are you happens. serious? I don't are know you serious? Joke. Hey, there's a whole process they're doing. Oh, oh my word. Did you got to stick it in see, a jar of Vinegar? When, we, when I, <laughs> Vinegar. We had when 99 jars of pickles. What and the when hell I was for? Gr- when I was growing up in North Dakota, <laughs> a week every year was spent in my uh, mother and father's kitchen while they did nothing but pickle. Like oh. 80 uh, Ziploc bags of sweet corn? Oh. How do you pickle a cucumber? You you make... Uh, you brine it. There's, there's some brine and some... Yeah, it's, it's some, vinegar, uh, it's pickling spices. Here, it's I was on the right track. There's Johnny a plant Pops. in there, too. Um, what is the plant she shows? Dill. 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 Yeah. Yeah, and you put it, you can boil it or you can do it garlic. Cold. There's two ways There's to a make chunk them. of garlic. Garlic in also, there. yes. Yeah. And then they you seal them, and uh, you know Joe, they're, is, they're ready pretty soon. Then. It is so good. Six weeks, I think, Johnny. They're so yeah. good. I could I, eat a jar a day. Easy. I could eat an entire ice cream bucket of refrigerator pickles every day during the summer. Now, that's different. Refrigerator pickles you make in a different way. Do no, you I, want to hear about that? Yeah, this is even better. <laughs> These are my favorite. With a little red onion um, in there. Mm, mm, tomato mm, sauce. Mm. I guess we've got enough tomato <laughs> sauce to last 12 months. She did something, and there it's downstairs in the freezer. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> um, She's got some kind of zucchini thing going oh, to it. Don't do that. Yikes. She Joe, what's like the difference between a cucumber and a zucchini? Some kind of zucchini the... cake thing that she's on that it, it's just unbelievably delicious. Did you guys read the... Uh... <laughs> I used to make beets when I was a kid, uh-huh. too. Pickled beets. Oof, I like those. You don't make a beet. They grow out of the ground. Well, but you pickle them. Oh, you, pickled, you beets. pickled beets. I didn't know you could grow pickles. I didn't so know I had a beet. I pickled a hog's ear. That was really good. <laughs> you get those at the bar, usually. Did you guys read the uh, guest editorial in today's Star Tribune by a woman suggesting that Don Samuels should call off his campaign oh boy. against Ilhan Omar? Yeah. 
Yeah. That was a fun one. Not well, left enough? No, well, she's such a committed Ilhan Omar believer that she she it I I came away with the impression that no one should dare run against Ilhan Omar. She's that powerful and successful and so meaningful and and uh and this whoever this is, Roxanne O'Brien, Roxanne is spelled ridiculously. Uh, and she's and, and you know what she is? She's a well uh, trusted apparently community organizer. Oh boy, uh, yes. So. And apropos of nothing, it, well, correct me if I'm wrong. Her lead is what is damn what is Don Samuels thinking? I mean, really. Last week, a person on Twitter questioned why Samuels was challenging Representative Ilhan Omar for her seat in Congress. 20 months after a tragic incident in which a child drowned under his care, under the care of Samuels and his wife, Sandra. Samuels callously responded, can't swim, but can govern. I, I, it, was there a context for that kind of response? I'm not sure. Yeah, somebody had posted on Twitter about the situation, what had happened, where the child drowned, mm -hmm. and basically said, you know, Don, you shouldn't be running. And his reply was, whatever you just read. Can't swim, can't but can swim, govern. Govern. And, and people uh, took offense to that, saying it was callous. And... But w let's let's go back even uh, before that. Mm -hmm. Why why would this even enter into any conversation about his running against Ilhan Omar? Because it's politics. Well, yeah, and because you dig up whatever dirt you think will hurt your opponent, right? Well, he didn't I, drown I a guess. child. He was no, just incapable I, of saving the child. Agree, but that's basically how politics works, right? You dig up whatever you can and you throw it at the wall and see what sticks. It's a dirty game, Joe. Well, I'm very aware of that. <laughs> For background, the Samuels took five kids on a bike ride to the Mississippi River, and without Don knowing how to swim, they allowed the children to play in the water. Six-year-old Isaac Childress III was tragically swept away and drowned. Sandra Samuels, uh, Sandra, Samuels' wife, later agreed to pay over three hundred grand in a wrongful death settlement. And then this Roxanne, spelled ridiculously, writes, To be clear, no one should be carelessly talking about the pain of the grieving family of a six-year-old, which she just did. And the circumstances of his death should be handled with sensitivity and caution. That is why it is so shocking and irresponsible that Samuels responded this way. Well, okay, so there, there you're right. There's, there's uh, agents on behalf of Ilhan in particular who would be keen to find out anything to destroy any opponent of hers. And they believe this is enough to destroy his candidacy. Mm -hmm. But that's it. That was one, two, three paragraphs. And then the rest of the piece, which is the top half of the page uh, goes on to uh, demean Samuels because he dares to have a conservative thought occasionally. He's done, he's put his money where his mouth is on the north side. No kidding. And she rips him for uh, suing to get more police. Well, people wanted him to do that. Yeah. He, he's, he's not a defunder. Yeah. Didn't you find it odd reading that, that she pointed to that one thing like it was the worst thing you could possibly do, sue to get more police. How would you, and she, yeah, she, just, she's she questioning the nerve of the guy for liking police. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we know where she stands. She's not a serious opinion maker. She's just a Mysterian. Let's be honest. Her sentence, realistically, he's not the ideal candidate to run against Omar. 
Well, in this lady's mind, nobody, nobody. Right. Yeah. is the yeah. ideal. Uh, she finds no fault with Ilhan Omar whatsoever. No, and actually props her up and gives her great, great props and loves her and thinks Well, look that, at that what she's, she's done, Kenny, for well, the city she, of Minneapolis. She mentions, mentions that, actually. Uh, and the, for me, it was the first time hearing any of it. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> okay, this month she, uh, Omar successfully brought over $17 million home to the district, including funding for food entrepreneurship on the north side. Well, I hope that doesn't become a fraud, including funding for food entrepreneurship on the north side, rebuilding on Lake Street, job training for green energy jobs, and more. Job training for green energy jobs means nothing. No, that's... (laughs) It means absolutely nothing. Those are just random words put together. Yeah, there there are no green jobs for which you need training. And Omar's current streak of successes, despite all the anti-Muslim, anti-immigrant, anti-black, and anti-woman harassment she's endured. Uh, we don't know that. Really? How about her anti-Semitism? Maybe she's enduring a lot of criticism for her stupidity. Mm-hmm. Well, we wonder how Minneapolis got to the point it is. We wonder how many of the cities closest to the country's tallest buildings have gotten to where they are. And it's because apparently uh, the likes of Roxanne O'Brien are certainly not alone. Are the likes of Roxanne O'Brien afraid that what Don Samuels' candidacy will ultimately do is just take votes away from her? Course. And then, and, but then, in subsequently, which, I, which is what I want to happen. Right, we all do. <laughs> Her last paragraph, Joe, is evidence that the Democratic Party is no longer what it was. Oh God, no! They're not an honorable foe anymore. So, uh, my ask to Donya Samuels is to just stop, suspend your campaign, don't undermine the party you now claim to belong to ahead of a difficult midterm. So, basically, the the party that he's belonged to for what most of his life has been stolen from him by the roxanne o'brien yeah and he's 72 right now it's no longer his party right but he has to run as a democrat otherwise he stands no chance as he should yeah well it's a shame uh but that this answers the question uh, many letters to the editor answered the question how did we get here how did we yeah. find ourselves yeah. in this On a- dynamic uh, and now you you know how many roxanne o'brien's are there out there did you guys calling happen- themselves community organizers? Of course, that's all Obama was. Did you guys happen to see, by the way, speaking of crime in Minneapolis, the uh, the still shot of the what was it? Was it more of a, a speaking uh, engagement at the Armory yesterday relating to what can be done with Minneapolis crime? Did you guys happen to see this? No, I sure didn't. Uh, well, the Reverend was all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, not a really diverse crowd. It was basically ninety percent white people. Mm-hmm. They're talking about what's what's happening with Minneapolis crime. They didn't. Even, why? Why do they not include people that are walking the street, talking to the likes of the Reverend, bringing them in to say, "What can we do here?" So you're saying it was it was um, the woke that were there, lefties, hundred percent. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, God bless the Reverend boy. He is willing to get into a fight. Mm-hmm. If you want to read about Don Samuels and Ilhan Omar and the positions they hold. There's a great site I want you to become aware of. Plug it into your favorites. It's the center of the American experiment. They've been with us for more than 30 years now, and they're known as Minnesota's think tank because you know what they do? They think. That's right. They think. They're not Mysterians who don't think. They think. (laughs) Then they publish what they think, and they also get out in public and get on the street and preach what they think. 
uh, because they're fighting for uh, education reform, sensible energy policy, health care, the state budget. They're trying to make Minnesota a freer and more prosperous and better governed state. And man, do they have their work cut out for them and they don't relent. They keep it up. Right now, for example, we have the biggest budget surplus in Minnesota uh, state history. What should we do with it, You Joe? can go on the uh, Center of the American Experiment site and take a uh, survey, a petition you can sign, asking the uh, legislature to give back the surplus to taxpayers and put it back into the economy. Let us put it back into the economy. Go to AmericanExperiment.org and click on the Take Action to Sign document. Uh, great website, great magazine. Great speakers they bring in. I, I, uh, we're lucky to have them, and boy, do we need them. They really stand out in this state. It's the center of the American experiment. Find them at AmericanExperiment.org. It's Reavers here for Josh Arnold. Mr. Money Talk is what he's called around these parts. Josh has been an investment consultant since 1978. This extensive career has given him the experience needed to manage your money in both up and down markets. Josh provides independent, personalized investment planning to individuals and small businesses, including retirement plans. Josh has been doing this for quite some time, and the thing that separates him from the rest is he will always give you straight talk and never sugar-coated advice. When you invest for yourself or for your small business with Josh, you get the same straight talk that you would expect from Mr. Money Talk. You also get an investment consultant who will work proactively with you to create a strategy that fits your goals. You can also hear him at the end of Garage Logic every Tuesday and Thursday with a full report. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. Or for more information, just visit his website, josharnoldinvestmentconsultant.com. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Is this Hall and Oates? No. No. <laughs> Dylan Hyde, isn't it? It's Dylan Hyde, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, new music coming out from Dill, yeah. right? Hiding in Headstones just tweeted that yesterday. Yeah, yeah three songs he's got coming out. Yeah, quick. that's cool. Uh, yeah, and his Twitter account, Hiding in Headstones. Look it up, dummies. Uh, you name it. <laughs> I mean, GLers. Sorry. Ah, they know wow. I'm joking. They know. They know. Uh, if it's construction-related, aimhighconstructionmn.com can handle it. You name it. Three-car-attached garage, two-car-attached, whatever, easy. Tear down that old crappy uh, old garage, slap up a new one, absolutely. Floors, foyer, kitchen, dining room, living room, doesn't matter which level or what your floor covering of choice is, they can do it. New siding, new roof, new sidewalk, new windows, new porch. Oh, oh, porch, not, not a porch, but... One of the coolest things they did for us was refurbish our old ghetto deck and turn it into a brand new fancy deck, the best one on the block. The point here is, if it's construction related, Aim High Construction MN, they can do it from small projects, uh, major remodels, even ground up new construction, uh, indoors, outdoors, whatever. All they ask for is time. Get on the website, aimhighconstructionmn.com, then pick up the phone, uh, get a hold of Chris, get on the schedule. I've used them before, and I'd use them again. Again, aimhighconstructionmn.com. Uh, the decline of America continues. Uh, prosecutors in St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, declined filing charges against a man who allegedly attempted to carjack a marked police SUV while two officers were inside, <laughs> according to the police. 
Hold up. The St. Louis Metropolitan Police <laughs> Department sought charges of first-degree robbery, armed criminal action, and resisting arrest against a 27-year-old man, a 27-year-old suspect, who allegedly tried to carry out the carjacking Saturday. A spokeswoman for the police said Monday that the St. Louis Circuit Attorney's Office refused to file charges, according to the St. Louis Dispatch. A spokeswoman for Circuit Attorney Kimberly Gardner told Five on Your Side, the case is under investigation, but declined answering questions of why charges were not filed. Police said officers responded to a report of shots fired Saturday morning at about 3 a.m. in the city. The officers in the marked police SUV said a man stepped in front of their car as it was moving before the man stood next to the passenger window and pointed a gun. The man ran off when he realized it was a police vehicle, according to Whoops. officers. The two, officers, the two officers called dispatch and provided a description of the man. The suspect was apprehended in a parking lot of a nearby restaurant. Police uh, found he was carrying a gun during a search. The suspect, who was not named in local media reports, uh, is facing other previous charges in the St. Louis area, including domestic assault, violating an order of protection, and first-degree property damage. But they're not going to prosecute him. They're, no. invest they're investigating. Yeah. We don't need Jeez. to prosecute people, Joe. It's making it's you can't have a society with this kind of absence of prosecution. But crime rates will go down if we don't prosecute anybody. Well, that's one way to look. See at how it. it works. Yeah. <laughs> and even if he good? is arrested and held, the Freedom Fund will bail him out and put him out on the street so he can start offending again right away. I like the email from yesterday where you uh, you have to hold the Freedom Fund accountable for that. If you bail out, if the Freedom Fund bails you out and then you commit a crime, the Freedom Fund is on the hook. Well, how do you how do you do that though? Yeah, it's sue a the hell out of them. But it's a fund. Well, you find a way to do it. <laughs> you you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. That was there. a Bernie Sanders. You just break them up. <laughs> it's a great idea, but you know, oh, you you can get there. Put it into use. Oh, you 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 can do it. <laughs> just break them up. Uh. We were talking about food prices yesterday, and uh, Rob writes, we always buy beef from a local farmer every year to have in the freezer most of the year. In the past, it hasn't been so much about cost as it has been about convenience and quality. We got ours in January for my nephew, and it was about $4.50 a pound, including processing for burger, steaks, and roasts. This was up a fair amount from last year. Sunday, I wanted to grill hamburgers for the family and forgot to, uh, to get some out to thaw. No big deal. I just went to the store. 90% lean was $7 a pound. Holy cow. I really it really caused me to pause. This is just one example of the unsustainability the current inflation is causing. And another great... Well, we were told, though, that that's due to uh, meat conglomerates by the White House. That has nothing yeah. to do big, with... Uh, big meat, Yeah, Chris. yeah. We call it big meat. <laughs> Have you guys uh, noticed the... Uh, it's the severe weather time of year. It's not uncommon. Uh, and in the South yesterday were terrible tornadoes. Texas, holy cow. Yeah. And uh, it's another thing to think about for electric car ownership. What do you do when... I've lost power for as much as three or four days in a row at home over the years. Get a generator. What's wrong with you? I'm not buying a generator to use to plug in an electric car. My point is, think of how many times that car is not going to be available to you. I'm you know? thinking about your meat. Oh, yeah. I don't, we don't buy the cow. Uh, I know uh, a guy's selling it right now. Yeah. I, I, I've never done that. I wouldn't have a place to keep it. 
I wouldn't want. I wouldn't. There's a piece in the business section today, Asbury Park. Isn't that where that uh, government uh, musician where, is from? That's where Bruce Springsteen, you know, the finest rock and roller alive, is from, yes. A wave of new electric vehicle <laughs> charging stations across the country is coming as interest in alternatives to gasoline powered vehicles is on the rise and could heighten future due to a global spike in gasoline prices. What do you do if there's a big. Uh, I've seen pictures of of charging parking lots that happen to be uh, uh, ankle deep in water from a rainstorm. What are oh. you, wouldn't you get electrocuted? Oh, That's plugging them point. in. That's a good point. What do you do without power? Well, you just sprinkle magic fairy dust and the car will, uh, remember because you need to Im- imagine. Just imagine. Just imagine. Just remember, it's a car that has its exhaust pipe elsewhere. It has its exhaust pipe at the power plant. Right. Where it's burning coal. Where it's burning fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. There's steam rolling ahead, though, Joe. This um, logic doesn't enter into this argument whatsoever. There's 625 station start uh, charging stations in Jersey, and they're adding them across the country. Well, plus, uh, this is brought to you by people who pretend to care about the down and out, none of whom can afford an electric car. No. Hell, they can't even afford insurance on the crap can they drive now. These, these cars are ridiculously expensive. Yes. Uh, and, by the, oh, I'm sorry. Well, and if they get to a 1,000-mile range, might they even be more expensive? Oh, oh, well, I'm sure they would be. Yeah, a good, good assumption, yeah. Because you have to pay us now for the technology we dreamed up that can get you to Chicago and back. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but just imagine. Well, imagine being able to afford one. No. And the taxpayers are subsidizing much of the purchase price of these things for people. Not much of the purchase price, but a significant amount. The significant passage of time. Meanwhile, one of the guys that's profiting from this is saying, hold on. We need fossil fuels. Pull in those reins, everybody. (laughs) We're not ready for this. Governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time. Yeah. What? Right? The significance of the passage of time. Two. Mm -hmm. So when you think about it. There is great significance to the passage of time Three. in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time Four. when we think about a day in the life of our children. <laughs> okay, can you play me the one from the other day where she says the word say three times in one sentence? Remind me, was she talking about, what was the reference point? What was she discussing? Because... I got to tell you, my my uh, Kamala Harris uh, button bar yeah. is getting pretty full. I don't know what it was. Was it uh, the? Was she talking about NATO? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. Was it NATO? Try okay, that. Let me one. try that one. Yeah. So I will say yep. what I know we all say, and Two, I will say over and over three. again: the United States stands firmly with the Ukrainian people in defense of the NATO alliance. Yeah, thank you. How about our Kamala? How's she doing? Uh, I did get a follow-up from her, <laughs> and I have that right here. Okay. Imagine a future where freight trucks deliver bread and milk to our grocery store shelves. <laughs> Imagine a future where children ride on buses to school and parents 
to work. Mm-hmm. Imagine. No, imagine. That these heavy-duty vehicles are all electric, which <laughs> means no carbon emission. Now, imagine a different world where you fill up your freight truck Mm -hmm. with gas and it costs $295. Well, I think you imagined that. (laughs) You did. (laughs) She's getting better. I have to admit, I got a little turned on there. Kathy, you're getting better. <laughs> Although, I'm a little disappointed. But you work on your laugh, Kathy. Kathy work on the cackle. Kathy didn't flirt with Kenny during this one, Yeah, like she did the previous yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I was imagining stuff, but it wasn't what she was talking about. <laughs> Why don't we return with Mr. Height? <laughs> okay. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Here's the band on the Garage Logic Podcast. <laughs> it's Pro Turf time, GLers, and you know it's not spring around here until we start talking about Pro Turf on GL, and that time is now. It's time to start thinking about spring lawn care. If you want the best lawn on the block, that was an abrupt end, Chris. Is that how it ends? Just like that? It yep. just cuts off and doesn't mm-hmm. fade away? It's like I hit the stop button. I could listen to about 90 minutes of that song. Uh, where was I? ProTurf, a Minnesota-grown lawn care company doing business for the last 40 years. Now, listen here. Don't go sending that renewal contract back to that crappy company that did lousy work last year. You want service techs with 20 years of experience Techs that have been servicing the same routes every year so they really get to know your lawn. Dandelions, no, prevented. Uh, and that's with your spring application and slow-release long-term fertilizer. That means it's going to green it up right away. Pick up the phone, call ProTurf's exceptionally friendly office staff, or visit ProfessionalTurf.com, click on Estimates, and you'll schedule your free lawn care assessment and plan. While you're on the website, do what both Reavers and I have done. Look at the landscape projects. Pretty impressive. We both hired them to do landscape at our places. ProTurf services irrigation systems, too. So it's one stop for everything lawn-related. ProfessionalTurf.com. I will attest, honestly... When I sold my house, one of the things that the buyer loved was the uh, yeah. patio that ProTurf put it's on. It's so I'm not nice. Kidding. It's so nice as a buyer to step into a prospective home you're going to buy and vision. You can see yourself sitting on that yep. patio, m- looking at and making fun of the neighbors. <laughs> it's perfect. John Heights News here, here. brought to us by ProfessionalTurf.com. Here is John. Thank you very much. That song, Kenny, that you loved yeah. uh, is a Dylan Reese song called Harmony. That Dylan Height, my kid, wrote the music for. That so, song you can, is. You can look that up online. And, as soon as like. I hear that song, the tension in my neck just eases. Why right can't away. we play the song? We can. It's the son of a guy who works for us. I just did. No, I want to hear the singing and the whole deal. I'm trying to hear the song. I'm trying to hear the song. Um, okay. I'm so not going to sit YouTube here and let you badmouth this country. <laughs> That's right. Wow. I didn't realize I was going to open that can of worms. I guess I'm in trouble. In, in, sorry, Chris. <laughs> uh, in the news, 
Minnesotans who've had a baby or need to care for an ailing parent or sick child wouldn't be able to take paid time off through a private insurance plan under a proposal that Republican legislators unveiled on Monday. The bill is the GOP's answer to a DFL proposal to provide up to 12 weeks of paid leave through a state-managed fund that employers and employees would pay into. It would allow employers to customize an insurance uh, plan for paid leave and would provide tax credits to small businesses. Uh, Senate Minority Leader Melissa Lopez-Franson went after the Republican idea, saying it's not a real proposal. We've tried private insurance, and you've seen how that worked. But Senator Julia Coleman, chief Republican sponsor and lead House sponsor, Jordan Rasmussen of Fergus Falls, said working within the private insurance market would be more efficient and less restrictive than a government-run program. My wife and I have decided that uh, we are not going to have kids, and uh, we're going to sit down uh, at dinner tonight and tell our kids that. (laughs) That joke was on Twitter yesterday, and I I laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. (laughs) Star Tribune reporting damage to Minnesota's public groundwater resources from construction of the Line 3 oil pipeline is more severe than previously known. Enbridge Energy crews ruptured three groundwater aquifers while building the 340-mile Line 3 replacement pipeline across northern Minnesota last year. The company now faces expanded sanctions, according to the DNR. Uh, Combined, the punctures led to about 300 million gallons of groundwater flowing to the surface, the most serious breach near the Fond du Lac band of Lake Superior Chippewa Reservation in St. Louis County. That rupture, about 200 million gallons of groundwater. Okay, I'm puzzled by this story. Yes. Uh, Enbridge, obviously, is responsible, and they'll have to make good with this. What they do is they plug the hole with grout to stop the flow of water. But my question is, how much water do we have? In other words, if you drill down in certain areas, are you fated to hit an aquifer? Uh, never That's mind a lot that. Of water. Somebody better call uh, Frat and tell them uh, there's going to be a run on grout. Yeah. <laughs> Some kind of mixture they make to plug it up is what I read in the story. So That's a lot of tubes of grout. That's a lot of... Uh, and if Joe was in charge of the product, he'd, yeah. he'd puncture the side of the tube. Wasn't that the damnedest that, thing? I still can't believe you did that. Can't either. I can't believe you admitted it. Well, why not? I, it, it's so absurd that I almost think you made it up. I didn't. Honest to God, was it, it was one of your son-in-laws, right? No, I, I, I don't. You thought this is so dumb. I'm going to claim ownership it, of this. It was very Roycey like of you. I'm yeah, it was. Well, yeah, that's, a that's rookie true, even. Not, not even rookie would have done it. All right. <laughs> A family of five has been displaced after a fire broke out at their home in Blaine overnight. It happened at 127th Lane and Van Buren Street. Uh, Nobody luckily was hurt, and uh, I use this story because the next line intrigued me. Firefighters rescued their pet rabbit from the home. Does that sound like something firefighters would do normally? Maybe he was a beloved uh, pet. Don't you mean wabbit? Wabbit, yes. You can always get another rabbit. Well, that's what I was thinking. But I Maybe he was there. It. He or she, the firefighter, was just there. They I saw hope that's the way it worked. I hope the firefighter it. didn't risk any danger to save a rabbit. Exactly. So um, what it's come to, full disclosure, in my house is now I have the DVR, uh, DVR set. It records uh, all the Looney Tunes. Oh, boy. So I get home <laughs> every day, and I, I sit there and go through all the Looney Tunes I've missed in the last 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> you know, the firefighter could have just come out and said, I've got good news and I've got bad news. Yeah. The bad news yeah. is you lost your rabbit. 
The good news is we're going to have Haas and Pfeffer. Haas and Pfeffer. Haas and Pfeffer. A lakeside property near Pine City is up for sale. It comes with a reputation of being haunted. The land has the Pokagama Sanatorium built on it, which was a tuberculosis hospital. It closed in 1944. Under Minnesota law, sellers do not have to disclose if there's any alleged paranormal activity connected to a home or a building. Well, how would they know? Well, just, you know, if they ran into ghosts, they could announce that. I don't like the word sanatorium. Really? Yeah, that's a a tough one. Where's your brother? (laughs) We got him in the sanatorium. It's like like one step up from the leper pit. Right. Uh, We had to put him in the sanatorium for a while. We've dug a big pit. Now you guys go down in there. The more than a century-old structure is well-known for paranormal activity by ghost hunters. Uh, they are asking for the building and the property, uh, seventy-five grand. Uh, there were pictures, uh, pictures on Channel 5's website. Uh, the building is pretty much... Is this yeah, frequented by your co-host from the news from the Krabby Coffee Show? I was wondering that myself, Kenny. Uh, we should ask uh, McLean about that. I also mm-hmm. asked her this morning if she had ever been to the Ohio State Penitentiary. Do you know what that is famous for? I believe it closed in 1990. I don't. Uh, It was the set for that uh, Morgan Freeman movie. Oh, Green River. Shawshank. 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 Really? And, of course, she answered in the affirmative. She has been there. There's another one, too. A good friend of mine lives in St. Louis, and he at one point lived two blocks away from the the St. I forget the name of it, but it was a. Uh, it's an abandoned mental hospital, yeah. and apparently, it's so terrifying, no one will go in there. It's what Willie Clark would uh, call a twitch farm. <laughs> well, twitch farm. yes, he would. <laughs> Willie, did you guys Cream. see in the paper uh, front page of the <laughs> yeah, paper today? Right. Val Chalet, uh, Val Chalet uh, was sold. Yeah, I did it's, see that. It's north oh, of yes. Park Rapids, yep. and it's this. It's really, really cool. This kind of Swiss Alps Bavarian place. Uh, where you could sit in the dining room, full windows, and watch people ski down this little bunny hill. It was really, really cool and a big, big deal for the Park uh, Park Rapids area, and it's been closed for years. Now, some anonymous donor has purchased it to turn it into a park. Right, and they gifted it back, if I remember right, to the county, yeah. and the county's going to turn it into a park so you can go uh, uh, walking, or as they like to say, hiking. Yeah. But they go for a walk. Ukraine said it retook a strategically important suburb of Kiev on Tuesday as Russian forces squeezed other areas near the capital and pressed their attack on the embattled southern port of Mirapol. Explosions and bursts of gunfire shook Kiev and black smoke rose from a spot in the north. Intensified artillery fire could be heard from the northwest where Russia has sought to encircle and capture several suburban areas of the capital, residents sheltered at home or underground under a 35-hour curfew imposed by city authorities that will run into Wednesday morning. By the way, we called it the Val Chital. That's, right. uh, that's what we Val called Chital. it, Good. yeah, so we don't get the emails. Did you guys see the uh, the mall that they uh, destroyed? Yes. Wow. Yes. I mean, it was nothing wow. but rubble. Just rubble. Well, Facing senators' questions for the first time, Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson forcefully defended her record as a federal judge this morning, declaring she'll rule from a position of neutrality if she's confirmed. Jackson started the hearing by responding to Republicans who have questioned whether she's too liberal in her judicial philosophy, said she tries to understand what the people who created the laws intended, relying on the words of a statute, but also looking to history and practice when the meaning may not be clear. I, uh, this device I'm wearing for my hand uh, reminds yes. me to, that I wanted to ask this question. 
Whatever happened to carpal tunnel syndrome? It's still a thing. It's still around. Oh, man, you know, know there was a time you walked into a newsroom and every single person had their arms robotically braced because they were so afraid to type. Was that right? Yeah. Huh. Were you one of them? No, hell with that. (laughs) Well, you don't really (laughs) type conventionally. The way I type would would prevent me from ever getting carpal tunnel. You and Pat, you're the one, (laughs) the pointer finger. I can use more than one finger, but... Well, uh, your thumb to use a space bar. But honest count. to God, it was such a fad. It lasted about a year and vanished. Hmm. No, it lasted longer it's, than that. Yeah, and it didn't vanish. I, I just had this conversation with my wife last night who works with two people who are seeing a doctor right now for it. For that. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's Do still, any of you guys have... I apologize if I've offended anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you... Uh, I don't Not think much being... of an apology, Joe. Yeah. Uh, Do you have uh, arthritis in your hands at all? No. Got a really bad in my right hand. Hmm. That's too bad. Hmm. Go ahead, Jim. <laughs> What's coming up on the ride? A total of 45% of Americans <laughs> say Joe, I've got pancreatic cancer. What's coming up on the ride? <laughs> I don't know how long I'm going to make it. <laughs> a total of uh, 45% of Americans say they approve of the way that Joe Biden is handling his job as president. 51% what, what, say they what, what, disapprove. What percent? What percent? 45 approve. 51 say they disapprove. Uh, and it doesn't mention the other 4%. I guess they had no answer. One of those deals. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the uh, way, a- uh, White House, and it's breaking, uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki has tested positive for COVID, hmm. and they are now doing contact tracing throughout the White House. I see. Oh. Uh, and uh, this is all done by the American Research Group, by the way, this poll in February, uh, 1% less approved of the way Biden was handling the job. As far as the economy goes, 45% approve, 51 disapprove. Uh, when it comes to his handling of the situation in Ukraine, 51% approve, 43% disapprove. 45% of people are okay with our economy. Uh, did I say 45 I think that's what you said. Hard to believe, isn't it, Chris? Sure is, Joe. Yep, 45 Rescuers combed through the wreckage today of the plane that crashed in southern China. Haven't Oof. found any survivors at the site Ugh. where a China Eastern Airlines Corp Boeing 737 carrying 132 people plummeted to the ground a day earlier. Uh, have you seen that footage? Yes. Well, uh, that, that's not plummeting. That is augering in straight down. Straight and I believe down. the uh, passengers were instantly incinerated. Instantly. I uh, hope so. So I was states. terribly puzzled as to why all headline writers kept saying the salvage operation is underway to find survivors. I got news for you. There, is there, there wasn't going to be any survivors. No, it was no. full throttle, straight, nose diving so in. So d- does that lead us to believe, because we, I think we all saw the video, but does that lead us to believe that this was possibly done intentionally? Uh, there is six theories uh, at work, and one of them is intentional. The other five are tail... Uh, sheared off or electronic malfunction. Uh, Were they having issues early on with the 737, yeah. or am I thinking of a different uh, area? You're thinking of that one called Max, 7-something Max. Okay. All right. Uh, today they were collecting identification cards and wallets, among other items that may have belonged to the passengers. Ugh. Scraps and broken components from the plane scattered on dirt paths amid fallen branches. The Boeing Company 737-800 flying from the city of Kunming to the southern metropolis of Yangzhou was at cruising altitude before nosediving at about 2.20 local time. Okay, I have a question, serious question, uh, and I don't mean it to be facetious. I wonder if it... it it had to become 
Well, maybe not. Maybe as you were going straight down, maybe the passengers thought the pilots can pull us out of this. Mm. But once it became terribly obvious, I'm assuming it became obvious at some point that you weren't going to be pulled out of this. Right. You saw the land rushing towards you, and it was too late for the— right. and The other theory, by the way, is the pilots might have passed out right. and were unable to correct. But I wonder if you'd be calm. Ser- uh, I, serious question. I wonder if you'd be calm. Because what, what's the point of unleash, unleashing the F-bombs at that point? It's over. Well, see, in response to that, I'll say, and I'm not trying to crack a joke or be a smartass, it would give you time to get right with God. That's what I'm saying. Why not just sit there and say, well, God, I had a hell of a run thanks to you and elders around me. And uh, Please forgive me for my sins I'll and see accept in a me into your <laughs> I'll arms. I'll see in about 30 seconds. I'll, I'll be there and please have grace on me. I wonder if you'd be calm or do you think it was just shrieking terror? I bet plane. it was shrieking terror. I bet probably it was. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And um, I'm going to go out on a limb and think I don't think you would be calm. You never know. That's why I was. I'm, I'm puzzled by my own question. I, I but I wonder I how many be. of the passengers were even aware. My God, Chris, well, you're on a vertical drop. Well, let's, Chris. I think Chris brings up a good point. Let's let's discuss and break down your behavior post fall <laughs> after you broke your hand in two places. Was it in fact? Did you pick yourself up and brush yourself off and say, "Well, <clears throat> that was unfortunate." And then calmly walk into the house and uh, walk upstairs and say, honey, uh, honey, I'm busy now, Joe. Uh, Honey, I I have something to tell you, uh, which may be of uh, some concern. You're you're really pretty close as to the way it went down. (laughs) Pretty close. It wasn't shrieking and terror and I've fallen called 911 and I'm going to need to be airlifted. No, no, nothing like that. Where's my bleeping medicine? Nothing like that. Nothing. (laughs) You might have to put me out of the misery, pull the plug if they have to. put me down. Put me down. Nothing like that? No. No, okay. okay. Well, not All like right. that. All right. Okay. It was a storm system. No. A storm system that caused at least one reported death, several injuries, and widespread damage in Texas and Oklahoma yesterday was expected to shift east, bring more severe thunderstorms and possibly tornadoes to millions across the south today. At least 50 million people under threat of severe storms for Tuesday and Wednesday, according to the Storm Prediction Center. It could affect over a dozen states from the southern plains to the southeastern coast, including violent and life-threatening thunderstorms. Did you see yesterday the pickup truck that rolled Mm -hmm. about four? times and then drove away and how much power was lost uh again if you had an electric car you you were pretty well uh housebound if you had a house left standing yeah that video of the truck you can see the power lines behind it Mm -hmm. just falling down crackling Mm -hmm. but the truck drove away i don't don't know if we'll ever find out what happened to that person if anything i saw uh, a horrible video of a motor you must have been the motorcycle equivalent of f1 racing and the guy went off the bike just flew off the bike going 140 miles an hour and got up and walked away you're kidding Uh, yeah The game of musical chairs for football announcers continues. Reports now say that Al Michaels is in agreement with Amazon Prime Video to lead its booth when it begins its exclusive coverage of Thursday Night Football this fall. His partner will be ESPN's Kirk uh, Kirk Herbstreet. An official announcement could come as early as this week. Amazon right now declining to comment. Michaels expected to sign the contract shortly after several months of negotiations. 
The uh, contract is to be for three years, will be paid near the Joe Buck neighborhood, according to sources. Uh, Buck just signed a five-year, $75 million deal with ESPN. Herb Street, who has two years remaining on his ESPN deal, will also continue on college game day and Saturday college games. The terms of his Amazon contract are not yet fully known, but sources say it is for eight figures per year. You're, uh, you ESPN nerds might be able to help me on this. Did I see... <laughs> wow. Did I see correctly that ESPN, a female host of ESPN, uh, they took a minute to, was it a minute of silence to honor? It was something to do with school boards. What? Yeah, it was something to do with school boards. Uh, I'm on a job. They were, cheer- they were praising the idea that school boards should uh, be setting the agenda for schools and that parents did not necessarily need to be told what their kids were being taught. It was something along those on lines. ESPN. On ESPN. Well, huh. I, I, I see that. Well, I'm, based on ESPN's track record in recent years, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, in other words, it was very political. Yes. It had nothing to do with uh, the NCAA tournament or anything. It was just this thing out of the blue. And I, if I'm wrong, I apologize if I've offended anybody. If you offended <laughs> anybody. Yeah. In Michigan, a lot going on in this crime story. When Mecosta County Sheriff's deputies responded to an alarm going off at a rural home last week, they encountered a man fleeing the scene. They ran his license plate on the computer, found out the car had been reported uh, reported stolen in Grand Rapids, and started the chase. The chase didn't last long. The reason? The fellow ran out of gas right away. Uh He needs an electric car. 41-year-old Gerald uh, Jared Thielbar of Norton Shores uh, ran out of gas. Right now, he's in the Mocosta County Jail. Now, it turns out uh, that gas, the problem was he said he couldn't afford to gas up his newly stolen car because the price of gas has gotten so high. So he said he broke into a house and was trying to steal gas for the car, and that's when he set off the alarm and was arrested. Apparently, ESPN did have a moment of silence for the Florida bill that you, uh, that's the controversial Florida the bill. Gay, yeah, the, yeah. Don't the gay say bill. gay. Don't yes. say gay bill. Really? What does that have to do with ESPN? It has nothing to do with ESPN. Um, but um, some might say uh, that ESPN has uh, really gone deep down the woke path recently. Okay. If, that is, if that's fair. Uh, it's fair for me. Okay. <laughs> Any obits in your uh, news today, John? Uh, I don't have any obits, Kenny. Is there? Did I miss one? Uh, I, should have? I don't know if you should have had it or if Joe should even have it. It looks like we've lost him. Are, are your headphones on, Joe? I'm thinking of something Jason Whitlock wrote about, and I found it. Just okay. Well, there's a really cool obit about a really cool guy in uh, today's um, B4 in the Star Tribune, Greg the Wedge Benson. Oh, I didn't see that. Master car builder and racer stood by his beloved 40 Chevy. Uh, and if you're a motorhead or a gearhead or a petrohead or whatever you call yourself, a race fan, uh, you've got to read this uh, This uh, obit. Sounds like a pretty cool guy. Mm-hmm. That's all. Uh, Whitlock is making the point that Last week, ESPN employees called for a moment of silence because Florida Governor Ron DeSantis plans to sign a law that, among other things, places limits on what Florida schools can teach young students about gender and sexuality. House Bill 1557 is the Parental Rights and Education Bill. Its critics claim it discriminates against the LGBTQIA plus community. Critics call it the Don't Say Gay Bill. ESPN anchor 
Ellie Duncan, a.k.a. light-skinned Jamel Hill, took to the airways to express displeasure mm. with Florida lawmakers. Yikes. Wow. We understand the gravity of this legislation and also how it is affecting so many families across the country. And because of that, our allyship is going to take a front seat. And with that, we're going to pause in solidarity. And then ESPN basketball broadcasters Carolyn Pick and Courtney Lyle were up next. And I think Jason Whitlock called this piece. uh, If you're uh, with ESPN, you're sleeping with the enemy. Wow. I was right then. I did hear about it. So there you go. A new study examining the science of boredom has ranked the jobs, characteristics, and hobbies that people consider the dullest in society. Bad news for data analysts and accountants who top the list of the most boring people around. Chris, what's your degree in again? Huh. Yeah, okay. A- Just accounting. checking. Researchers, researchers from the University of Essex studied more than 500 people across five experiments before crowning the blandest jobs and most boring personality traits and interests. As for hobbies that are sure to put your friends to sleep, results show that people who watch TV, enjoy religion, enjoy bird watching, and smoking rank as the most boring individuals. Hold on. This story me. <laughs> Wait up. What, what are the qualifications again? For being boring? The hobbies? Yeah, yeah. If your hobbies, if you uh, enjoy religion, watch TV. Check. You are a bird watcher. Check. And you smoke. I don't smoke. Check. Four so three, Kenny, you are congrats, really Kenny. boring, Kenny. Three out of the four. <laughs> wow. uh, most participants uh, in the study tend to believe, this will make it even better, that boring people shun big city living. This is Kenny's bio. Uh-huh. It's a clean sweep almost here. Uh, Sometimes <laughs> I just sit outside and listen to the quiet. <laughs> I can't blame you for that. I think that'd be nice. Uh, the five most exciting jobs, according to this survey, uh, number one, performing arts. That covers a pretty big broad band of things, I would think. Uh, number two, most exciting, science. Number three, journalism. Is boring? F- no, these are no, the most exciting. exciting. All exciting, yeah. Performing arts, science, journalism, health professional, and teaching. Five most exciting. And the five most boring, sleeping, which makes, oh, these are hobbies. I'm sorry, five most boring hobbies, sleeping. That's not religion, a hobby. Watching TV, it is if you're depressed and mathematics. (laughs) I think the point Jason Whitlock was making is that while it once was safe from it, it, sports is no longer safe from uh, uh, how do you say that word? Um, Politicization. Politicization. It's been that way. It's been morphing that way for the last couple of years. And I think Colin Kaepernick gave it a big push in that direction. Yes, he did. And now uh, it's Whitlock's point that. you're not safe from political ideology in any aspect of American life, which is requiring all the, the more and more to push back. Don't you think since the late 60s, sports has actually kind of trended that way? Oh, you're thinking of the three guys in Mexico City who put the fists up in the well, air? Well, yeah, know? Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, there's always been. Yeah, but the sportscasters themselves were not this terribly woke. Well, that's yeah, that's uh, that's a step uh, right. over the line, I think, yeah. probably. Last um, week, uh, while trying to enjoy the peace and quiet, uh, it was uh, interrupted by a, one of these stupid medical helicopters uh, that like to fly uh, about 100 feet off the ground uh, at top speed. Sweet. Yeah. To which I, and it comes right over the farm, and it's mm-hmm. three times a week. I don't know where the hell they're going or where they're, where they're coming from, but uh, I gave him both. The both. double guns? Well, double he probably guns. had someone seriously ill. 
on board. That is no reason to buzz my my place. <laughs> uh, move it over. How far are you from the hospital? Ooh, ooh, mm, that close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in other words, maybe he has to be at that altitude, you moron. Uh, that's not an excuse to disrupt my peace and quiet. All right. I don't, I don't think Joe agrees with your... Uh... No. There was a helicopter hovering above the uh, Mississippi yesterday, just that uh, would have been east of the uh, Highway 5 bridge for about 30 minutes. And I thought, well, I'm going to hear about this on the news or the paper. I can find nothing. Uh, I don't know maybe what they're just looking for eagles. I don't know what it was. Hmm. Well, you guys yeah. ever uh, been I in a helicopter? Something. Yeah, and one time, yeah. never do that again. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to go uh, National Guard a couple times when I was a news photographer. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. Yeah. It was different. Let's yep. put it that way. A Colorado school district has infuriated parents after announcing plans to get rid of valedictorian prizes oh. in what they've branded the latest equity obsessed focus on mediocrity over excellence. Right. According to the Cherry Creek School, uh, Creek, excuse me, school District uh, staffer's statement, the practices of class rank and valedictorian status are outdated and inconsistent with what we know and believe of our students. We believe all students can learn at high levels, and learning is not a competition. The hell uh, it is. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> According to the letter, instead of the highest-ranking student delivering a farewell address at graduation, that, of course, is a tradition. Schools now will acknowledge academic achievements through various other ways. Sure. So, some of the concepts the district said would be replacing the practice include an honor roll, cords given at graduation that mark academic achievement, and separate award ceremonies for department and school-related student prowess. One district parent, Kristen Stone, told a local Denver station, taking this away is not going to fix the problem. It's not going to fix the stress that we are seeing for other students, plus it's taking away from those who would like to work toward it. The guidance put into effect immediately by the Western Arapaho County Districts, less than an hour west of Denver, will do away with the concept of class rankings at all public high schools in the regions, according to officials. Letter says the districts consulted a bunch of schools, colleges, and universities before ultimately deciding to get rid of the distinctions. It revealed that during the period, district staffers reached out to the University of Denver for their input on the then prospective program, with the University Brass seemingly giving them their stamp and then future valedictorian speeches will be the following the governor and I and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time mm -hmm. right the significance of the passage of time mm -hmm. so when you think about it there's great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. Mm. <laughs> passage of time. Significance <laughs> of the passage. And a drunk driving suspect who told Florida cops she had not consumed any alcohol was contradicted by the nine-year-old son who declared from the car's back seat, Mom, don't lie to the police. You Whoa. did drink. Whoa. According to investigators, 49-year-old Kristen Wiley narrowly avoided hitting a police car as she drove on a Vero Beach street around 2 a.m. The cop car, with its lights flashing, had pulled over to handle an unrelated incident. When deputies approached her 2018 Ford, they spotted her son, who was not wearing a seatbelt, in the back seat, curled up. 
As detailed in an arrest affidavit, a cop noted the wobbly Wiley's eyes were watery and red in color and there was a strong odor of alcohol. When asked if she'd have been drinking, Wiley said, nope. That is when cops say Wiley's son said, Mom, don't lie to the police, you did drink. The boy subsequently told cops his mom had been drinking at a party and that he had asked her to slow down while they were driving back to their Vero Beach residence. The child told police he was scared while Kristen was operating the vehicle. Wiley, who reportedly admitted to consuming two vodka mix drinks at a party, declined to perform field sobriety exercises. Wiley later agreed to a breath test, which recorded her alcohol content at almost three times the legal limit. In addition to a misdemeanor DUI count, she was charged with child abuse, a felony for allegedly driving drunk with her son in the car. She was also charged with resisting police for allegedly snatching her hands away when a cop tried to handcuff her. She's being held in the Indian River County Jail in lieu of $2,500. John, thank you. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> that was a significant in the passage of time. Passage of time. Everyone is going mad in March trying to narrow the field down to 16 and then four. This is Patrick Gracie for the Canopy Group, and they have their savory 16. The Canopy Group has 16 different insurance companies giving options to provide you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. At the Canopy Group, their tournament never ends. They continue to use their 16 different companies to manage you with the company providing the best coverage at the best price and they do this annually get in the game contact the canopy group and get them working on your brackets bracketology is not foolproof for home and auto insurance the sure bet is on the canopy group saving you an average 810 dollars on your home and auto insurance that's every year call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com this guy wears many hats, just not indoors. That's going to bump Shuri. back with the other one. Oh, we're late now. <laughs> uh, let me apologize for humble bragging here, but uh, of all the years and the miles and the laps I've turned on bikes and sleds, the times that I have spent and will spend with my son are absolutely the most memorable from the early years where I'd have to wait for him to catch up to the last few years when he's showing me a front fender the whole time <laughs> it's exhausting it's also very very awesome families that ride together create forever memories together and that's where moon motorsports come in they have all the brands that families have enjoyed for years for off-road trail dirt track fun uh, moon carries honda yamaha ktm and now husqvarna you've got to go in and meet jesse uh that's moon's dirt trail and moto expert and learn what's new for 2022. You can also see the inventory at moonmotorsports.com. And if you're getting ready for spring riding, stop by the huge parts and apparel department. Get a new lid. Uh, the parts departments, those experts, they can help you get what you need to start the season off right. They have one of the widest selections of helmets in the state. You know, if you crash and you hit your helmet, you should probably replace that thing. That's um, just one of the rules I've always lived by, and it's always fun to get a new helmet. They're Moon Motorsports, and they're celebrating 50 years as a family-owned and operated multi-line dealer in Monticello. They're just off 94, 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Say, regarding the uh, solar panels we discussed yesterday in Scandia? Yes. Uh, Joe, please refrain from using my last name if you use this on the podcast. I'm an electrical engineering consultant that does a lot of work related to these community solar gardens. The title can be a little misleading, 
but they are indeed owned by individual developers that have property rights to the land they are installed on. The community part of the title refers to the program uh, that they are interconnecting under. The program allows individual customers who wouldn't normally be able to install solar themselves to buy into the program through the developer. So as Chris said, it is up to the property owner if they want to sell uh, or lease their land to these developers for the construction of solar. All right. I accept your apology. And uh, Steve writes, I've delayed sending this. I thought someone else may give you dummies more information. <laughs> when every solar, Whenever solar panels are discussed on the show, one of the dummies, including Kenny, who must be carrying a bit of the city from MSP with him, says how residents that install solar panels in their house can, see, can sell the power back to the power company. The way Chris and Kenny have said this on the show, it is with such zeal uh, as if they are beating the man. What I really think needs to be said is that without very big government subsidies, they purchase an installation of this would be cost prohibitive. You would never get a return. So the dummies have taken the bait thrown out there for the surf. Okay, well, I do. I thank you for the advice, genius, and uh, I'm sorry I'm so stupid. Also on the general <laughs> solar farm discussion Jesus from Scandinavia Christ. Monday, no, from Scandia, uh, on a very informal survey of my travels around southeast Minnesota this winter, all panels were covered with snow, even uh, in weeks with very light snow. They were producing next to no electricity. Uh, thanks for the show. is entertaining, but many times a bit frustrating, as I know I'm yelling at my speaker. Uh, Steve, member of the Royal Order of the 21sters, enjoying the early days of summer. Okay. We get a lot of mansplainers, don't we? Sorry. That's all right. Only because they come to us. All the way from Marloth Park in Mumpuma, Mumpuma yep. Longa, South Africa, from the Traveling Lyman. Uh -huh. On this day. March 22. In 1882. A guilty verdict was rendered in the impeachment trial of Judge Eugene St. Julian Cox, who had been accused of conducting a trial while drunk. His uh, cause probably was not helped when 10 bartenders were called in to testify uh, to his ability to hold liquor. Cox was removed from office, but his uh, allies in the Democratic Party helped him reverse the conviction. On this day, March 22nd. in 1908, Maurice H. Stans was born in Shakopee. He would serve as the Secretary of Commerce under President Richard M. Nixon. Maurice Stans. Hmm. Be damned. On this day in 1958, movie producer Mike Todd, who won an Oscar for Around the World in 80 Days, Best Motion Picture, 1956, died in an airplane crash in New Mexico. Todd was born in Minneapolis oh. in 1909 as Avram Hirsch Goldbogen. Wasn't he married to Liz? Yeah, I think Michael so. Yeah. Yeah, I think That's so. a fun movie. And on this day in 1993, George O. Berry died in Minneapolis, born in St. Paul, the son of a railroad porter and a domestic worker and a federal meat and poultry inspector uh, by profession. Uh, Berry is one of the first African-Americans elected to public office in the city, winning a spot on the St. Paul School Board from 1966 to 1973. Uh, during his tenure, he worked on the creation of magnet schools. And finally, on this day in 2002, March 2-2, Governor Ventura signed a law designating the painting Grace the official state photograph. We dedicated Grace the official state photograph. The photograph was taken by a, a photographer, some Swede, 
uh, Eric uh, Enstrom in 1918. It depicts an elderly man bowing his head and giving thanks. Yeah. You're all familiar Everybody's with that. Everybody's seen yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a crust of bread there, a loaf of bread. Yep. The whole deal. Thank yeah. you, G. Ellers. Yes. Thank you for the passage of time. Significant passage of time. GLers, do us a favor and please subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel. We are posting daily videos. Yes, you heard me correctly. Daily videos by Kenny. And you can also wow. hit us up on all of our social media <laughs> channels Facebook, Twitter, Insta. I've got an appointment I've got to go to. He has See to go Kenny. potty. Um. What did I say? I don't know. I Social don't know. media. Nobody's listening, Chris. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Say show's over, folks. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. It is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic. And now is the time, GLers, to make the call for that free 48 minute financial consultation by calling 952 925 5608. That number, once again, is 952 925 5608. You call that number and you get Mr. Money Talk. And you're also going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar coated advice. And Josh is with us once again. Again. And Josh, today's update, it's all back to sports today. We're going to go back to sports. I'm sure most people might be a little exhausted about hearing me talk about Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell and the move on interest rates and the concerns about inflation. And Jay Powell said in a conference yesterday that inflation is too high and that the Fed needs to act and maybe act a little bit more aggressively than one would have thought just a few short months ago. Indeed, there was even talk of increasing the short-term treasury rate, not a quarter of 1%, but a half of 1% at the next meeting and maybe the meeting thereafter just to deal with inflation. Of course, the other worry that the Fed has is the impact on a worldwide basis of the ongoing war between Russia and the Ukraine that is having an adverse effect on commodity prices and could have a ripple effect through many different economies. But as I have said previously, the Fed and their interest rate policy seems to be a dominant theme with the market, and it will affect the market on a day-to-day basis. That said, on to sports, and it is a big sports time. What with the final four, men's and women's coming up, betting tends to increase, but also exposure to shoes and shoe company. Nike reported better than expected earnings last night and saw its stock jump $6 a share to $136, where it was prior to the sell-off in the last few weeks. Nike, surprised on the upside in terms of both earnings and revenue, saw a nice increase in digital sales, even a 15% increase in direct-to-consumer sales. One very interesting thing, as a longtime shoe buyer, and primarily a Nike wearer, and I would even say a shoe seller, Blue Ribbon Shoes, predecessor company to Nike, back in the late 60s and early 70s, out of the truck of my car but that's another story. Getting Nikes at my running shoe stores has been very difficult as Nike has reduced its sales to 
smaller retail outlet and concentrated on the uh, direct-to-consumer and digital marketplace where they can get a higher price point for their shoes. Nike's move did help a little bit. One of their major sellers, Foot Locker, and gave a small boost to Dick Sporting Goods, another seller of Nike. Now we can move very briefly to the gambling stocks, which have been on a little bit of an uptick as sports betting and online betting gets more approvals. And we're coming into a, again, a heavy betting season with March Madness. Then we're going to have the NBA playoffs plus the NHL playoffs. Plus, baseball season is now underway, and these betting companies also do very well with the Masters Golf Tournament. Again, that's coming up. Very good, Mr. Money Talk. You heard of GLers. Now is the time to make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up that phone and call 952-925-5608. Straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time in the chat. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. You got a deal. Thanks, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.